Hey guys, it's Basic Snitches. I'm Tara. I'm Adam. And we got some special ladies with us. Hello. Hello. Jen and Amy from Podcast in Death have joined us again. Tara's Two of our favorite podcast. Ravenclaws. That's Two right. of our favorite Ravenclaws. We. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the good Ravenclaws come on this podcast. That's right. That's right. For real. <laughs> So many good Raven Claws. You know what so, that means? It's podcast and death collab, part do electric boogaloo. You're right. I love it. <laughs> you know, last time we got together with them, we did some review the reviews, which is a podcast and death OG idea of AJ's. Mm-hmm. And we brought it over to basic snitches and it was really fun last time. Yeah. So we're gonna actually do that with the movies. And I have chosen an interesting array of reviews to share. So we're gonna do that today, but before we do that, we want to thank our patrons. We have a patron in our midst. The patron that is in our midst is Jen, of course. Thank you so much, Jen, for being a part of this episode, as well as AJ. And to all of our other patrons, and those additional patrons are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Layla, Mary Beth, Megan, Nisi, Olivia, Nicole, and Rath. Please join that list, and you can do so at patreon.com slash basic snitches for as low as $3 a month. At that $3 tier, you get exclusive content every single week, as well as acknowledged in every single episode. At our higher tiers, you get a whole bunch of other things, such as quarterly tarot readings, or monthly fishbowl episodes, weekly blog posts from Tara and I, etc. This week, our exclusive is playing a really fun one of our favorite games with AJ and Jen, so tune in there. I have a question, Tara, because yes, you sir. sent us one stars. Are we only covering the one stars today? We are not. We're going to cover more, but the one stars are kind of the most ridiculous. I want to pare down the others <laughs> as we go. Okay. I will add them to the end of the document. You'll just see them slowly come in as we're reading. Cool. But, Honestly, yeah. starting with the ones is apropos to see how far we get, because we shit on these movies so much anyways. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we really do. You'll notice that there's not a review for every movie. There's... There's literally a two two star reviews ever. None of these movies received two star reviews. Oh my god. Um, it was That's very weird. weird. They're not short oh. enough. Oh my god. Did you see Nisi's comment? I died. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Oh no, what did Nisi say? One of our last review sessions was for Eternity and Death, which is a novella. One of the reviews was, I loved it, but it's too short. So they gave it like two stars. A bunch of the two star reviews were, it's too short. Yeah, right. And so in our group, we were talking about this fanfic that we all love. It's fantastic. It's called Backstage and Death. It's just this, you know, kind of a silly look behind the scenes of the books. Nisi commented on that thread and was like, loved it. Too short, two stars. <laughs> she is an icon. And oh my gosh. Yeah, she really she is. is. See, all four of us are talking about you at the same time. How do you feel about that? We love her. I wonder if there's a fanfic like that for Harry Potter. Have you ever seen any like that? I bet there probably is. There, there are is. thousands of Harry Potter fan fictions. Oh, there's so many. oh my God, so many. Maybe one day we'll find them. If we want to start, I literally just went like, G-O-F is Goblet of Fire. Yeah. If you see that, that's you not- You do have to that. explain that to me because- We will have to make sure that we tell AJ. <laughs> AJ, right. yeah. that I, I, I know the lingo. She may not. The Harry Potter okay. shorthand. <laughs> yes. HP I mean, shorthand, which, listen, I'm such a fucking hypocrite because y'all know how I feel about acronyms. This is you true. Know, being an asshole today. I mean, oot when are you makes not? a lot of sense because it's very close to poop and that's how I feel about that book slash movie. Mm. So. <laughs> well, there's that. We'll just start mm. from- the top and the three of you can battle over who gets to read first go one at a time i feel like adam should read first because it's his show well i mean it's yours okay no i like it that was an easy battle (laughs) (laughs) all right one star for sorcerer's stone i can recall the hype over these movies some 20 years ago all this time never watching a single one until this most unfortunate evening special effects geez (laughs) difficult to believe this movie came out a year after the first Lotters movie. Lotters. <laughs> I mean, I'm sticking with it. I love it. Lotters. Lotters. And yet still had worse effects. <laughs> Watching the children, actors in quotes, was excruciating. Just nothing amazing about these movies. I can only assume the books are just as bad, even with Lotter movie. Not always following jerks 
literary canon, the movies at least had a spirit of their own. HP has none. That's a Tolkien okay. stand. It's just salty, basically. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, when I first opened this, I saw Jert and I was like, they got the initials of the author wrong. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> just a reminder that we can refer to her as the author, or if you would like to come up with a creative nickname, you're welcome to, but we do not call her we by the name. Say, we do not say the name, right? All right. <laughs> I disagree with this. Yeah. I didn't think the special effects were worse than, than Lord of the Rings. Lord no. Of the Rings Although I was completely bored through all of the Lord of the Rings movies. So oh, me well, too. <laughs> when can I go to the bathroom? Is now a good time to go to the bathroom? Yeah. yeah, I like I liked them all, but I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not fine. a huge fan of the books just because they're so fucking wordy. That is like, true. Oh, I don't need an entire chapter describing trees. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> right? Yeah. You should read some James Joyce. Literature. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh yeah we're back um, with our literature bullshit literature. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's the movie episode we got it in the first review i love it Hell yeah! i must admit it's been forever since i've watched the lord of the rings movies so maybe i should do it again honestly when i watched them i was very young and they didn't catch my like attention oh sure yeah I'm actually watching Rings of Power on Amazon right now, and it's really good. Like, I was talking to my brother about it. My brother's a big Tolkien fan. He's also a big Harry Potter fan, so it's cool. Yeah, he's just like, no, it's really good. It's almost like a TV show made out of a fanfic, because I guess Christopher Tolkien won't let them use anything from, like, the appendices or Cimmerillion or anything like that. So it's everything that's Hmm. prequel-ish is in those things. So this is all pretty much made up. Wow. But it's good. (laughs) Like the acting's really well done and yeah, it's good. I like it. When it comes to like special effects, I think of things <laughs> like, yeah, it might be like minimal, but things like the floating candles or like yeah. all the food sure. I love that kind of stuff. In the episode that just dropped today, which was Crispy Hand for everybody listening oh, in, yeah. I had a big issue and I still have that issue with Ron eating a giant bowl of jello. Mm-hmm. Why is that what he's choosing when we had saw in the very first movie the special effects. Case in point, there is even some like a reference to why this review is bullshit. It makes for a very charming atmosphere with the floating candles and you know the torches with the boats. Yeah, I love this first movie. So I do too. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, I-, I do agree that the acting is not great from the kids at that point, but for their yeah, age, they were fine. Yeah. And they get better as they go. And it kind of captured how awkward they all were that first year. All right, do you want to read the next one, one of the two of you? Sure, I can do it. One star, Chamber of Secrets. Normally, I'm all for educational movies. What? Okay. (laughs) Nice to know. That's not what we're talking about here, but But go on. This one was a total flop. It was (laughs) not well funded or advertised. What the actual fuck? Okay. And for good reason. (laughs) Oh, this person. I'm sorry. What is this? This documentary is a vulgar representation of an important historical event. I would never (laughs) want my 22 year old daughter to have to learn the horrors of the cold. I put that in there because I was fairly certain that this obviously was not attached to the right thing. No, maybe it was. Because it says the horrors of the Cold War from this source. The cast was completely miscast. Joseph Stalin was played by a 10 year old, obviously British boy with glasses. It's really sad to think that future generations will know of this tragic era in history as nothing more than the admission. The magical, in quote, adventures of a scar-faced boy rather than the horrific crimes of Joseph Stalin and his French advisor, Philippe. Oh my god. Okay, I agree 100% with this one. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, that one was obviously a fucking troll and I love it. (laughs) That's a good troll too. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, well, that was weird. AJ, it looks like you got stuck with the the dissertation of the next one. Yeah, I usually stick Tara with those, but I'll do it this time. This is 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 her uh, retribution. This is her come up in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because that's true. Tara doesn't have a long one. All right. uh, This is for a Goblet of Fire, and it's one star. The Goblet of Fire was one of my favorite of the Harry Potter books. I felt as though it was the turning point in the series because of the rise of Lord Voldemort 
and the Minister of Magic's immediate response. Needless to say, the director, screenwriter, actors all seem to drop the ball. I understand that 734 pages of novel are very hard to put into a two and a half hour movie intended for kids, but I don't understand why some films based on books will push aside elements of the novel that were entertaining and critical plot pieces, i.e. the Dursleys, Winky, the house elf, Ludo, Bagman, Weasley wizarding wheezes, the additional fallout after Harry tells everyone about Voldemort's return, etc., and fill it in with bits of movie that were not only not in the book, but contribute nothing to the story, i.e. Ron's sonnet to Crumb and the Quidditch World Cup, Beau Batons and Durham Strang, students dancing, entrances to Hogwarts, Harry flying with the Hungarian horn. Really, Tara? You picked this one for me? fight over who could read first that's all on you you're like and i just know aj is gonna get this one <laughs> where Perhaps. she has to say all of these harry potterish words that she's not familiar with harry flying with the hungarian horn tail around the castle and killing it etc in short i feel as though they could have put some much more interesting stuff from the books in the movies if they cut out some of those pointless aspects. Perhaps the greatest frustration of all was how some characters in the film were totally different from how they were in the book. Albus Dumbledore in the books would have never laid a hand on a student in anger, but Albus Dumbledore in the movie saw fit to throw Harry up against a wall and yell in his face after his name came out of the Goblet of Fire. This in itself turned me off from most, if not all, of the movie. Honestly, they're just like, these are all the things I hated about the movie. And I'm like, oh, great. That is like, <laughs> you ask any Harry Potter fan what the worst part of any of the movies says it's that. Dumbledore right. yelling about the whole thing. I actually don't think it's the worst thing in all of them, but it I is. I don't either, there. but yeah you know. Tara knows what my least favorite thing is I've told you before you might not remember yeah. it probably will come up you'll get to it movie. you're not there yet oh okay Tara are we to the one that you hate most or have we seen it already no you don't have to tell me you can see. yeah what I love about this is that last paragraph <laughs> is the most eloquent way that anybody has ever talked about how awful that scene is and how inaccurate it is it's so funny in comparison to the first two because it's completely well thought out and like every single thing that they mentioned from like Winky to Ludo and stuff it's so spot on it's kind of amazing yeah it's actually a good review yeah yeah this is a very good review Adam and I kind of went for it when we watched it and did the book so all right so we'll move on to the next one star which is for Order of the Phoenix ooped Okay, one star. I don't see how anyone who read and enjoyed the books can manage to stomach this film. This movie altered so much of what made the book an enjoyable read. And I say this while fully aware that the fact that every element of the book could not be included in a theatrical film. Even so, there were so many needless changes to the Order of the Phoenix canon, from creating lines that were never there and removing key people from notable events to shrinking the roles of characters or giving their dialogue to another. If the books are what drew you here, then this film will do the opposite. I wish I could give it less than one star <laughs> oh, harsh that last line but again i kind of agree i, mean, I kind of do but this movie is not nearly as bad as some of the other ones no i think four is probably the biggest disservice to yeah. the four and film. six are the hardest well, and see, a lot of choices made in the seventh i movies. have a lot of issues with prisoner of azkaban and i know you love yeah. them here's my thing about prisoner of azkaban no i mean i love all the movies because i appreciate what they are however prisoner of azkaban screws it all up the fuck ups in that movie don't fuck up the timeline of literally the rest of the movies following it I mean, true. as that's badly true. as the fourth yeah. and sixth movies do yeah that's a good point i just have so many issues with some of the stuff they left out of prisoner of azkaban i was just like really yeah, you're not gonna did. explain why peter was a rat for 12 years what the fuck no why would they do that one of the biggest things i think i had I know obviously we're not talking about Prisoner of Azkaban right now, but I agree because we had thought of like the flashback of like seeing Lupin as like a kid. That would have been really cool to see. Yeah. So yeah, that is a really good point. That's one that I wish they could have beefed up a little bit more. And um, then they just inserted so many things that are just random and I'm like, oh yeah. And it was Alfonso Quran and he's got to be all fancy. And- okay, yeah, Adam, do you want to read the Half-Blood Prince one? Oh yes. HBP, one star. Being well beyond the targeted audience, I've never read the Harry Potter books, so I don't know how this mess measures up with the original. Still, as a movie, it's damned boring and more murky than dark. The characters wander around aimlessly until I reach the point where I not only did not know, 
what was going on. Great use of vernacular. Uh. But more than that, I no longer cared. The principal child actors have not aged well. <laughs> Whoa. Daniel wow. Radcliffe mumbles incoherently. Isn't this the movie he was drunk the entire time? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, keep going. Wait, which one? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. He was? He's talked oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. Like Holy he says, shit. He, he says he barely remembers filming Half Blood Prince. That scene with Hagrid and yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, he was. That's wasted. the first thing I thought. Of. Yep, he was yeah. wasted in that scene. He said he doesn't Holy even remember shit. doing that. Wow, I. Which is actually one of the funniest scenes in the movie. I think. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he mumbles incoherently at the very least. Rupert Grint <laughs> consistently looks like he needs a bath and detox. And Emma Watson, though quite a beauty pause because she literally played beauty years later appears shallow <laughs> and clueless it's now very apparent that these three have no real future as adult actors that's apparent wow. for sure apparent. I yeah, that's really about will the never happen have. never never again i spent most of the movie gritting my teeth over the horrendous miscasting of michael gambon as dumbledore i can't believe that they couldn't find anyone who was closer to the style and demeanor of the late richard harris even though i never read the harry potter books I included that. <laughs> Gambon, who quoted as saying, I just play me, appears incoherent and senile and apparently doesn't know that no one is really interested in watching him play himself. <laughs> I suspected that, uh, Jared, do you have a name for her? <laughs> we'll just call her the author. We'll be nice this time. Because it's Thanksgiving next week, green bean casserole. <laughs> I suspect that green bean casserole killed Dumbledore off in the books because it was the only way to get rid of Gambon. He's really that bad. Even my 10-year-old who should be within the target demographic can sit through this. I recommend renting this if you're dead set on watching this drivel. Okay, so this is what I will say. I don't love Michael Gambon as Dumbledore. This is the movie. The fifth and sixth movies are where he's the best at Dumbledore. Yeah. I hate him in the third and fourth movies, but in these two movies, I think he's great as Dumbledore. 100%. I just love that they keep talking like they know what they're talking about, but they haven't actually read the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't actually read the book. So you don't (laughs) get that opinion, motherfucker. I don't know how he came for the actors. (laughs) Right? Holy shit. Harsh. Poor Rupert man. All of those actors have more money than you, one star reviewer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The new Twitter owner probably wrote this one. And in that case, not (laughs) the case, Tara. The character of Hermione does in times appear shallow, but, and yeah, Rupert Grant looks a little sweaty, but he's playing too Four through six were not his best looks. He was kind of a hot mess. Still great. I love Rupert Grant. Jen. (laughs) All right. You get to read my favorite review that I found. All right. Deathly Hallows. One. One star. After repeated attempts to look at this movie and literally falling asleep in the process, it dawned on me that I was looking for the thing to make sense, to have a plot, to actually be something that went from point A to point B and actually told some sort of story. This was a mistake. There is none of the above. All of this is transpiritual gobble guck rife with cordromets and gizzle widgets, <laughs> dolt grommet, bing slammets, and wands that can do anything, including creating flowers on graves. This is the worst movie that was ever so called created for children. It is a false spiritual odyssey. The next door youngster, when asked if he had seen it, said, It's goofy. I don't like that. Oh, Jesus. This is a massive exploitation of the American and other public's inability to not be with it. There is no plot. There is no single thing to draw and keep your attention. It is so dark, dank, and depressing because it is so completely absurd. To enjoy and appreciate anything, there must be some sort of theme or idea that catches the imagination and leads it in you through the adventure. The Wizard of Oz did this brilliantly years ago. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that says Ox. The Wizard of Ox. Oh, it does say Wizard of Ox. Oh, Which my is God. a movie I haven't seen, but I have not I'm seen take The Wizard word. of Ox. No, that but... is also the name of this episode. <laughs> I'm sure it's a brilliant movie, but none of us have seen it. I have to see it. I'm gay. (laughs) The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. No, we've all seen The Wizard of Oz, but (laughs) have you actually seen The Wizard of Oz? I don't think so. The Wizard of Oz is even more gay than the original. (laughs) (laughs) The Wizard has just the biggest dick you've ever seen in your life. He didn't even fit behind the curtain. (laughs) And wait to hear what he did to all the munchkins. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, oh my. Okay, so 
still treasured as a masterpiece and always will be the Wizard of Ox and his huge dick. 50 years from now, will there be an anniversary edition of this? Congratulations to the lady who started and continued this saga. She's made a fortune, and like the Pied Piper, she had whistled the kids of all ages straight into the sea. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. It was my favorite one I found, though. I lost it. Also, it says Piped Piper. It does say Piped Piper. <laughs> oh, good lord. I Jeez. Piped Piper. Oh, my god. The gosh. Wizard of Oz and the Piped Piper are very, <laughs> they're besties. <laughs> Jared, those are our new drag names. <laughs> I'm the Piped Piper because you know. And you're the Wizard of Ox because you have a huge dick. Uh, yeah. uh, there are so many elements of this one, though, in particular that I wanted to call out, but I feel like it kind of speaks for itself. Uh, it's yeah. Belt wow. grounds. I wonder what those are. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is Work this? I must. And Gizzle Wiggit. Wiggits. Wig, wig kits. Like the way it's spelled, it's like unpronounceable. Witch kits. Yeah, Witch kits. There we go. Witch kits. Cool. This person is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. AJ, this one's shorter. Yay. Yay. And now two, two stars. stars. For first stone. All right. I had wanted to see the part of Snape's potion riddle where Harry and Hermione are trapped in a room of fire and she has to solve a logic puzzle to get them out. This scene defines the reason Hermione gets her 50 points at the end of the movie. I do not think the rental cost was worth it. I'm going back to my audiobook where I can get the entire book in movie form using my imagination to supply the visual portion. A movie of the mind. Okay, this was a cult flick, but really, the plot is scattered. There are too many... Oh, no, that's another word that I can't pronounce. Sex machina. Sure. To rescue a plot that doesn't know where it's going. The adult lead supporting characters are all their A-list selves, and a couple of the kids are quite good. But Harry Potter was clearly chosen for his looks and not his acting talent. Despite the monsters and bad guys, at no point did one feel the characters were any real threat, and the end was anticlimactic. Oh my. Well, a lot of people come in for Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, wow. Come on now. I mean, I can relate. That's the same reason why I was cast in anything in my life. So For my looks. (laughs) Not my talent. I mean, the first portion, that's a great point. I don't even know if we talked about that at that point. Is that why Hermione gets the point? Yeah, I've always kind of wished that that scene was in there. I think they kind of used her remembering the spell for the devil snare as the logic that's the reason she got the point yeah that second half doesn't seem like it goes with the first half no that's literally every time we read a review we're like did you like this or not right yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's just it's weird the second part just sounds like they're a pretentious asshole yeah they're everywhere they don't just stick to nora roberts they're everywhere no No. also i liked the ending of that one i thought it like left us on some people don't know how to write reviews yeah we say that every month all the time yeah right there were literally no two-star reviews of these movies except for this one and the next one, which okay. was for Deathly Hollows Part 1. It was like all the movies were like one star or three or four or five stars, but not two stars. So this is the only other two-star review, and it is for Deathly Hollows Part 1. I hate this review. Once they killed the docile animals at the beginning, it all went downhill for me. All the excitement, thrill, and wonder I expected from a movie in the Harry Potter world disappeared. Well, okay. I mean, can you blame them? Right. right. Really very Still sad. Owl. That's like yeah. the saddest death in the entire series for me. But, and you know what? People don't talk about. He not only loses Hedwig in that scene, he loses his fucking firebolt. Absolutely. That's true too. I'm sure other people have said this too, but it's like the loss of innocence. The loss of his innocence. I get it. But fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You're going to take really Hedwig is. and his goddamn broom at the same fucking mm-hmm. time. What yes. are you and doing? his best friend Moody? Yes. <laughs> but I mean, also he and Moody were like this. No, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, kill all the people you want. I don't care, but do not kill a pet. That is not okay. Yeah, yeah that's not okay. It's right. like killing a dog in a movie. Come on now. This is how the book goes as well. Like, <laughs> no, I know. It just, oh. <laughs> when it first came out, when I got home from the midnight release and I was reading and I read that and my mouth just went, oh yeah. She did not. But she, she did. did. I have to admit, I'm really, really jealous, Jen, that you get to read the next one because I scrolled down and saw that and started cracking up. But 
Before that, <laughs> this is a three-star for Sorcerer's Stone. So we're into three stars now. A fun story of a poor, lonely, mistreated orphan. All of those stories about lonely, mistreated orphans usually are pretty fun, aren't they? I um, mean, really? <laughs> yeah. Who discovers that he is a rich, popular, powerful wizard in training. This movie has everything that I normally love in a science fiction movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I didn't know there were aliens in this movie. There are no jetpacks, just brooms. No jetpacks. (laughs) Yeah, jetpacks. (laughs) I mean, they're like the first version of jetpacks, I guess. I do think this is a must own movie for everybody with its massive and immersive world and incredible special effects. You will enjoy watching this movie even the 10th time. If it is so great, why not five stars? Because as great as it is, the story has a flaw that really bothers me each time. Harry Potter, the hero, just in case you have spent the last 15 years on a remote uninhabited deserted island. One of those words is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Lies, cheats, steals, and breaks pretty much every rule he knows about. For some reason, because Harry Potter is the good guy, although you can't tell it by his behavior, he is applauded and rewarded when he disobeys, cheats, lies, steals, etc. There are never negative consequences or punishments for doing bad things for Harry. At the end of the movie, I'm always left emotionally unfulfilled because since the good guy isn't really that good, my soul just wasn't cheering the hero on. When the movie is over and the hero has overcome adversity and takes the days, I really don't care. When did he cheat Mm. and steal? What? (laughs) He He lies and disobeys, but... He disobeys. He breaks into where Fluffy is. Yeah. I want to say the West Wing. (laughs) He he breaks into the West Wing. Yeah. Yeah, You can go meet Jed Bartlett, Josh and Donna. How you doing? Like that's not cheating or lying or stealing. There's never any negative consequences for Harry Potter. Oh yeah. No, no, his life is perfect. So I kind of almost want to like try to rewatch the movie from that perspective. It's kind of surprising to hear this. Yeah. I guess some people just have higher moral standards than we do, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So they want eleven-year-old spends their entire lives being treated Perfect. like shit by their family to be yeah. punished for trying to save the world. Sure, punish that guy. Maybe it's because Harry Potter isn't a follower of Christ. Hey, he celebrates uh, like Christmas. <laughs> he does celebrate Christmas. Yes, he does. They should call it Yule if they're going to be like a historically accurate. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yes. There you go. But green bean casserole didn't call it Yule, so. <laughs> but they do also celebrate Easter. There's like one time where they get like. There's some embedded Christian symbolism in Harry yeah. Potter. I could, I could so, discuss that for a while too, but it's kind of fascinating actually. So Jesus oh. exists in the Harry Potter. <clears throat> Jesus was a wizard. That's fine. All right, Jen, the next one is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Three stars. I love this one. Chamber of Secrets. Daniel Radcliffe is not a good actor. <laughs> That's it. Poor Daniel Radcliffe. He's just getting roasted. Yeah. I know. I know. Dude. AJ, oh. I won't make you read the next one if you want me to read it, and then you can read the one oh, after. Oh, yeah, that's really long. I mean, I can read it. It's fine. I believe in you. All right. This is, um. okay, nobody tell me, Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yay! Yay, Yay me! Yay! Poem. <laughs> Poem. We're like clapping for a toddler who's just taking her first steps. Yay! <laughs> We're proud of you. It's not a great job because I almost said piece of ass, but I didn't. I said <laughs> I wish you would have. So. <laughs> <laughs> goes along with the, you know, that goes along with ox sticks and right. you know, oh yes. Piece of ass ox sticks. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Three stars. This review may be a bit of a spoiler, so please try not to read this unless you've read all seven books. The biggest gripe I have with this movie is when the firebolt appears. I resent that they do not show McGonagall taking the broom and examining it for possible curses and or hexes, then giving the firebolt back to Harry after it had been thoroughly examined and found not to have any curses or hexes. This is why I say this movie does not stay entirely with the book. This (laughs) moves does not stay with the book overall. I just don't like where they brought in the appearance of the firebolt. Although, for the way the movie was made, it works for the movie. But I still would rather they had stayed more with the book. But I, this is confusing. Oh, yeah. But I do have to say that the filming of Buckbeak was absolutely terrific. 
He looked so real, like an actual real life hippogriff, as though the animal really existed. If you buy the movie for only one reason, Buckbeak would be it. It's worth it to see just Buckbeak. <laughs> However, another slight gripe I have is the modernizing of the clothes worn when the kids are not in class. Do all the kids, especially those from wizarding families, actually wear muggle clothes when they are not in their classes? How do wizarding families dress casually? How modern do the clothes have to be? Another gripe I have about the movie itself is they don't have Harry Potter returning to the Dursleys at the end of the year. Before book seven, I thought that was really important, but now I'm not so sure. All I can say is that it would have stayed more with the book had they included Harry going back to the Dursleys. The Dementors were mostly what I'd imagined what they looked like, but they showed too many pictures of the air turning cold around them. Just the Dementors on the train at the Quidditch match and at the end are enough, I feel. Had they cut out the pictures of the air turning cold around the Dementors, they would have had more time to stay with more of the book. As for the picture and sound effects, I thought they were all great. To summarize, the movie stays with the book on the whole, but there are a few places where they do not stay with the book. However, the movie is worth the money just to see Buckbeak. I feel like this one needed a TLDNR. <laughs> yeah. Or an editor or something. Something. Oh. <laughs> like, okay. oh my God. I'm laughing because these are the things you didn't like about the movie because they're not in the book. Like the littlest time. I didn't like the picture of gold things around the Dementor. <laughs> <laughs> but Buck okay. Man. Buckbeak. Wow. Great. Star of the film, Buckbeak. <laughs> oh my God. It's so random. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> oh, the only thing that was not in the book, the only thing is when McGonagall takes the broom. That and that's funny. it. Otherwise, it followed the book pretty well. No. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, also, I, I want him to go back to the Dursleys. <laughs> Get the bitch right? out of <laughs> I think we need more Dursleys. More Dursleys, more Buckbeak. Yeah, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, AJ. That just no, happened. I didn't put these in any particular order. AJ will literally like plan them out. It's so great. I'm like, these are in order. Well, because also <laughs> I only did like one per book. So another great one. All right. The next one is for Half-Blood Prince. Three stars. This is the slowest, least entertaining movie in the series. But since the novel consisted mostly of flashbacks to Tom Riddle's past, there wasn't much director David Yates could do with it. What? This movie and Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix before it are the indie art films <laughs> of the series with a grainy monochrome look. Yates seems partial to blue or amber. Artsy camera angles and and slow pacing. There's another problem with Half-Blood Prince. Though Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson had their English accents from the beginning, I could always understand them. Not this time. They thumb fur and mumble, and I could not comprehend anything they said. The older Brit actors, Michael Gambon, Alan Rickman, Jim Broadbent, etc., are fine in this regard. The acting is terrific, and Tom Felton as Draco Malfoy is genuinely affecting. The big set pieces, Attack on the Barrows, <laughs> in Fury Island, the, well, this can't be a spoiler, by now but look away if you've been hibernating murder of Dumbledore though the subsequent <laughs> chase and splendiferous funeral from the book are missing the most entertaining parts of the movie are the ones dealing with Ron and Harry's slow realization of which girls they love if you want to collect the whole set of Potter movies like me the film looks and sounds beautiful on blu-ray but very dark as a standalone I give it a solid eh I mean, okay. okay. First of all, in dark films, have you seen Prisoner of Azkaban? You know what? This one has written both of This one has pretentious asshole oh, yeah. in full letters. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite is that they don't actually even know what they're saying. No. The attack I on the burrow did not happen in the book. And I hate that fucking scene in the movie, because why? Same. In fact, is that the one that you were referring to, Tara? When she read that, I was like, I bet that's uh, one. It's oh, one that's, of them. That's I up there it. for me. For sure. Yeah, it's up there. Okay, but like the very first line of this review about how he couldn't do anything with it because it's flashbacks to Voldemort. Fucker, that's what the goddamn movie should be about. Yeah. Give us the flashbacks to Voldemort. Yeah. This is how the series needs to wrap up. And that is why the seventh and eighth movie are so rough because they fucked everything up even worse in the sixth movie than they did in the fifth movie. We didn't get all the information that we needed. Because we decided that we're just going to do one flashback to baby Voldemort and that's it. 
I have so many feelings. You know, and we're gonna, you know, burn down the borough instead. Oh. Bellatrix is in the movie. She's in fucking prison, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> fucking around with Snape, mm-hmm. licking the side of his face. They can't get Emma Thompson in the last several movies, but they, but they, they can, can get, get Helena Bonham Carter, who should not even be in the sixth movie. Mm-hmm. Well, she should, but not in that part of the movie. Yeah, this is a little bit all over the place. This is me, right? Yep. Deathly Hallows won three stars. Mostly a chase movie, but on broomsticks instead of cars. Lots of bad decisions that felt like they were made just to continue on to the next movie. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean... first half of the book. As <laughs> a movie Obviously, you don't have any clue about this story. Oh, sure. Really named part one. Part one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part one. I'm kind of surprised that the three stars were all kind of lame, except for the one AJ wrote. That one with the more buck beak. Yes. That one, more yes, buck beak. That one was amazing. <laughs> but, but all the rest of them are so wishy-washy and like half That's what three-star yeah. reviews are, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. When we do, yeah. when we do this for, times, yeah. for podcast and death, we're always like, really? What are you yeah. trying to say here? Oh. Yes, <laughs> I'm surprised, but I don't look at reviews, I guess. I didn't either. AJ got me onto this. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, we love it. Jen, do you want to read this four-star yeah. review? Sure. Four stars, Sorcerer's Stone. Admittedly, I've not read the books. Therefore, my opinion is based solely on the movie presentation. The storyline is fantastic and held my attention through the entirety, which is not always the case for me. The acting and scripts were superb. The special effects and CGI, well, the movie is 14 years old now. You can definitely tell they used outdated technology. The Quidditch match is rather comical because of this. To be fair, I did not spring for the HD version, and that probably had some bearing on the movie quality, but a cartoonish Harry is still a cartoonish whether it's HD or not, okay? That being said, I would recommend this movie. It's also family friendly. The darker aspects of this movie were not so dark that it would scare our first grade child. And I am diligent about monitoring what our child watches. Well, good for you. It's a weird review. It is a weird review. Yeah. I really dislike when people look at special effects and go like, well, compared to today's special effects, this really was not great. It's like, okay, well then you have to judge it by the time period it was made. You can't look back on the first Star Wars movie and go like, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to watch like, you're going to watch Empire Strikes Back now and tell me, oh, look at the special effects and CGI. Well, they didn't have CGI back then right but but they were groundbreaking at the time at the time they were yeah so So. fuck off fuck off yeah all right (laughs) aj is it me again yeah all right four star and this one is um don't tell me you'll have to tell me costs i'll just say costs chamber Um, Chamber of secrets (laughs) chamber of secrets right okay The problem with the movie series is that reality interferes with the narrative, particularly when that narrative is as complex as the Harry Potter world. It doesn't help that the author occasionally wrote herself into a corner. Two Dumbledores, shifting locations, story holes created when the characters were edited out. These are the penalties of converting media types. You should remember the average fan would sit through it were the movie to extend twice as long, doing permanent damage to their bladder and kidneys. They very much want to spend a long time in another world. I have yet to see a movie type realized that is a profit to be turned <laughs> with this thought. I have no idea what that means. But I'm sure it's very Look at all of the weird ones. I know. I'm so sorry. Perhaps the real problems devolve from the low-grade paranoia that fans of the series felt with the knowledge that if the studio heavies picked the wrong director, it would kill the series like an armadillo and a pickup truck. (laughs) Each director had to imprint the artistic vision on the series. The problem is that the story belongs to Greenwing Casserole and is a (laughs) classic example of why writers don't like their babies being raped by some film school emotional cripple. Whoa! <laughs> wow! Wow! It came in hard post-based. at the end. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, what the hell? Wow! Also, doing permanent damage to their bladder and kidneys. What are the children doing? Shots of whiskey during this? I, I, I mean, they're <laughs> not getting up to well, pee. I guess they're not getting up to pee. And so, I don't know. what a weird take. Job. I've never had to put in a catheter to watch a movie. I'll no, say that. No. I mean, apparently, no, you can't Daniel get up and go to the bathroom was. and come back and ask whoever you're with what happened it's not hard so ridiculous okay (laughs) well let's move on to the next one prisoner of azkaban four-star review i love this new director well chris columbus did an excellent job with hp costs and hp (laughs) 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 
The third installment of the Harry Potter dynasty is just right on the money. Alfonso Curzon has wonderfully portrayed the darkness of the third book. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are growing up and the actors are doing a wonderful job of portraying that slide into adolescence from childhood. Daniel Radcliffe has really grown into this larger-than-life character and your heart breaks for him as he is trying to make his way through. A few thoughts. The Dementors were scary. I'm assuming they're thinking shit. <laughs> scary shit. I don't know. Great job with the special effects people on making them seem so spooky and flowy and those clawy fingers reaching around the door at the beginning. Eek! <laughs> Draco is probably the least talented child actor in the group. Aww. <laughs> Aww. He just doesn't quite portray Draco as I see him in the book. Hermione and Ron's romantic hintings were hilarious. The look on Ron's face when Hermione grabbed his hand was priceless. Richard Harris is greatly missed and he made a fantastic Dumbledore. But Michael Gambon has stepped into the role with no big hiccups. You just accept who is Dumbledore and move on. I originally didn't think Gary Oldman would be a good Sirius, but he does have that mix of seeming evil and yet good at the same time. Thankfully, we get two more books with Harry having some family that actually cares about him. I agree with the Gary Oldman thing because I was like pissed when I found out Gary Oldman was going to play serious because he was like 20 years too old yeah right well they all are yeah. Alan Rickman's 20 years too old but yeah I actually liked him as serious we all know I love Tom Felton as Draco <laughs> and I think he's delightful in this movie so fuck off least <laughs> talented child actor in the group Jesus really I don't I know thought I thought that was Daniel Radcliffe yeah established that already hello read the other reviews dumbass <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to say the shift from Richard Harris to Michael Gammon and everything, but you do just kind of accept him as Dumbledore yeah. and move on, I guess. So yeah, yeah I've I never I'm... had a huge problem with Michael Gammon as Dumbledore other than that one specific moment. Yeah. I don't love him in this movie. Yeah. I like him less in Goblet of Fire. I'm sorry. I don't think I could see Richard Harris doing that final battle in Order of the Phoenix. No. Gambon has, has the, the present. And the energy for it. That um, was my I, issue with Harris. I liked Harris a lot for those first two movies. And unfortunately he died. But for those two movies, he was great as Dumbledore. Because in those two movies, we don't see that side of Dumbledore. <clears throat> Once we get deeper into the series that we see why he's the only wizard that Voldemort ever feared. Like Adam said too. Like, yeah, you just do accept it. Because what yeah. else are you going to do? Stay mad about it, I guess, and enjoy it less. That's on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. 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 I have no yeah. major issues with him. Just like I said, the one scene. And come on. Poor Tom Felton. <laughs> we all hate Draco, but Tom Felton's such a sweet kid. We right? love Tom we Felton. We love him. He's the best. We'll get him on the podcast, right? Should. Oh my God. I he want him to him interact with Tom Felton. I know. I want Tom Felton and um, Percy, Chris Rankin on the podcast. I love okay. Chris Rankin. Call them right, Tom Felton. Adam. Call us Tom Felton. Call us Tom Felton. What'd you say? That's a podcast and death joke. We have a number that people can call. Yeah. So if we if we ever mention a celebrity, we just yeah, say call like, us. Call like, us Nora Roberts. Call us Bruce Springsteen. Call us John Stamos. That was my favorite. <laughs> Started with John Stamos. This next one I feel like I have to say in an accent. <laughs> because... No, don't say it in the accent. You have to read it like this because otherwise we'll lose it. Oh, oh man. Okay. Because Crom is above the age of maturity in the wizarding world, and Hermione is at least three years younger <laughs> than that by a mere um, oh boy, American standards. This <laughs> relationship is ethically and legally wrong. <laughs> okay, age of maturity. <laughs> What happened there? Did you okay, like Peter so out at the end? He's 17, right? Crumb, yeah. He's a seven year. So yeah. yeah. And she's 14, so that's not terrible. It's not like they're fucking. Come on. Or right. are they? I mean, cut that part fucks, out of the book. Be clear. So. We all know Crumb fucks. Oh, we know he does. I don't think Hermione was. Yeah, this one is. Uh, this I just four stars. I guess. Yeah, they I know. That. I just like. Yeah. I don't understand. And this is a dumb is. comment to make. It's like what? By American standards, this relationship is ethically and legally wrong. First okay. time. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. But also, not American. They're in Great Britain. All right, Jen. I think the next one is you. Order of the Phoenix. Four stars. I have mixed feelings about this film. On one hand, it's certainly well-crafted. And as a dark melodrama, it's a lean, mean, moody machine. On the other hand, so empty. Remember the delight you felt watching the earlier films? It's gone. There's no joy in this one. 
And without it, the fact that nothing much happens to advance the plot makes the whole thing kind of a drag. In the other movies, I especially like the charisma of Hermione and Ron, and in this film, I don't know if either of them smiled once. Even Harry's first kiss has the fun sucked out of it, because it's not fun. Perhaps that's all inevitable, as of course everything here is based on the book. But in this case, the 800-page novel didn't become the two-hour movie without losing much of its appeal. That said, of course I bought it. I'm a huge fan of this series. I know the characters so well that even these mediocre moments are still entertaining to watch. But if I wasn't familiar with the series and the characters, this movie would hold little appeal for me. It can't stand on its own. Okay, I 100% disagree with that whole thing. Come on, nothing happens in Order of the Phoenix to advance right. the plot. What? Literally, the prophecy is... And, like, everything the that happens beyond is because Sirius dies. Like, <laughs> the Sirius. Sirius dies. You meet Luna and we meet Luna. Tom. I mean, so much happens in this one. There is the whole shadow of the pink menace. But, but she's so oh. good in the movie. She's oh, so God. Yes, that is true, too. She's like a Draco. Yes. What if we had Melda Staunton on the podcast? Oh, my God. What I if she was the first one? I would love that. She's the best. Yeah, we all <clears throat> fucking hate her character, but mm-hmm. she's fantastic. Melda Staunton is cool. You were going to ask me who I hated the most in the series. It's Umbridge. It's I mean, Umbridge. I think it's everyone's least favorite character yeah. in the series. What about I you, AJ? Is she your least favorite? I know you've seen the movies only. Yes. She's awful. And that's a testament to Imelda Staunton when, you know, someone who's only Mm -hmm. watched the movies chooses her. It's a very, very, very (laughs) close race between her and Bellatrix. Well, at least Bellatrix was kind of fun. (laughs) She is way less fun in the book. Yeah, I do agree with you. I agree with you there. I'm not a fan of her in the book as much as I am in the movies. But I I still hate Umbridge more. Me too. I think also that it's Helena Bonham Carter. She's well, so I can good. never say her name. Mm-hmm. That bitch. The fact that it's her, I think, also <laughs> makes her a lot more fun, too. Yeah, because I yeah. agree with Tara. I'm not a fan of Bellatrix in the book at all. It, it, it's awful, but I will never not laugh at, hey, Longbottom, how's mom and dad? Oof. It's so bad, but it's so fucking Ooh. funny. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I, like, I do not laugh at that. It's just like her face and her body language during that scene. It's just like, oh my God, you are the worst. But that's really, <laughs> that's kind of funny. She is remarkable in the final movie. Oh, where she yeah. plays Hermione playing Bellatrix. Literally. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. incredible. That, that is, is so that is good. That is so some good, of the yeah. best acting in the entire series. But yeah. anyway. To talk about that, yeah. We have a couple books to go, but yes. AJ, Deathly Hollows Part 1. Thank you for saying which one it was. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter 7, while a great movie, has a couple of minor flaws that detract from the experience. Some of these issues arise from the major plot lines left blank in previous series. For example, Bill is forced into the series at the last moment because whoever directed the fourth and sixth movies thought he wasn't too important. Ding, ding, ding. This is okay. similar to the way Ginny was pushed into the sixth movie. I noticed that almost as soon as that movie began, Ginny was noticeably having a much bigger role. Dobby's thread was also forced. Another problem I had was with some of the acting. A good portion of it, Mad-Eye Moody, Mrs. Weasley, simply feels forced and unnatural. But aside from these somewhat minor complaints, the movie looks fantastic. The cinematography is astounding. Previous movies felt a bit closed in and limited by the walls of Hogwarts. But here the camera is free to roam and plays a major role in drawing the viewer in. In the Forest of Dean, when the Snatchers are chasing Harry and co, and just throughout the movie, the cinematics make it so much more enjoyable. So I feel like some of the errors from the previous movies are starting to catch up with the ending, but the movie is still extremely enjoyable. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I have so many problems with Bill being just shoehorned in. Bill's a pretty big deal in the books. Kind of an important character yeah absolutely it's like they got to these later movies and they were like oh oh we forgot we forgot to do this literally like not adding characters to fucking movies yeah (laughs) absolutely so stupid that's the thing with Ginny too you talk to anybody like most people at least i don't know about you aj but you talk Mm. to most people that have only seen the movies and they're like i don't understand harry and Ginny. i don't get it it did feel that way and blah blah and you're like because you didn't read the books (laughs) right because Ginny is fucking badass 
badass in the book. She really yeah. is. So, but awesome. that's on the films. That's not on the people who don't read the oh, books. Though, right. I For sure. But that is why the fourth and sixth movies, I think that's why they're such a disappointment. You're missing so many parts of the plot. And P.S., those movies came out after the seventh book was out. Right. So it's not like the first two movies that were out before the series was completed. Right. Because guess what? There's less stuff in those movies that you can fuck up that you can't fix at the end. So that's one of my favorite rants. Okay. I'll just read the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Deathly Hollows Part 2. Four we finally stars. get a part two. All right. Yeah. There were not a lot of reviews that were interesting. A lot of them were just bitching about the quality of the streaming or right. whatever condition the movie came in stupid deathly hollows part two four stars this and part one are a little dark for a children's story having read all seven books in the series i realize this is true to form but and my children agree with this it was not meant for children the only way for the series and the movies to have been okay is if a child started reading the series at age 11 and read only one book a year and turned 18 while reading the last book or watching the last movie otherwise i liked it as much as the rest but being so veiled in grief pain despair longing hopelessness and nauseam i could not give it top marks had the entire story been about adults and approached the subject matter i would have given it five stars so you didn't read the books they did read the books but apparently they don't actually know that they're about children right Right. the later books are very dark you know if that's your thing you don't want your kids to watch stuff like that i get that that's fine that's your choice but don't tell other parents that they can't let their kids watch it and say it's not for children at all this is how most 16 year olds could handle this movie easily i like how they're like this is actually the only correct way to do it you let right. your child start reading at age 11 <laughs> and they read one a year as we get into the five stars i'm sorry adam but jen has to read the next one and then you can read one. oh okay i was like i'm gonna have a little ones <laughs> oh no jen has to read this one i have to read this one and there's a specific reason why i will tell you all right five stars sorcerer's stone the one that started it all <laughs> Okay, Adam, this is a podcast in depth thing. We think it's the same reviewer. It's the same reviewer. Okay. And she's done it since, what was it, Divided? Divided is the most poignant Divided, one. yes. Divided was the funniest one, I think. Yeah. Her reviews are all like, Divided in Death, it's about like secret agents. And so her review was the one with the spies. Yeah, so every review, the reviews, they get one like that. And I always end up reading it. There we go. That was I mean, yeah. the one with the giant snake in the basement. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the right. one where Voldemort took a vacation. Etc. We need to go in there and write our own, right? I mean, uh, I can't argue with this one, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, can't argue with it. Not. You can't argue with one that says the giant snake in the basement either. So, you know, yeah. I I've got a snake in my basement. <laughs> never do i'm not that kind of girl okay next is game of phones five stars <laughs> as a harry potter reader it is difficult to review a harry potter movie based on one you want to like the movie because you like the whole concept two you find your favorite parts of the book turned into great movie sequences which you like three then you start to think that so many things were left out of the book that aren't even explained in the movie like priori incantatum i mean if you haven't read the book you wouldn't know why harry's parents showed up in the final duel but in the other hand general audiences didn't care at least people i saw the movie with for then you realize that in order to make the movie work most of these things had to go and new things added to get audiences attention five in the end you realize that you liked the movie that was a fun experience the most important plot points were treated and wonder how movie five will turn out that's pretty wholesome wholesome is the right word for sure they're totally right about the priori incantatums i always mention that too like oh they probably did this for like a wider audience things like that so yeah i liked the setup of this they were just looking at it from the medium you know they're like here's what i expected this is what i wanted but i know that it's a different medium so i'm accepting it i thought that was just really nice to see for sure okay aj do you want to read order the phoenix sure (laughs) order the phoenix five stars harry potter begins his fifth year at hogwarts after almost being expelled for saving his self-righteous cousin dudley by using the patronus charm unlike his fourth year Where there were tournaments and dragons, there's a new peril in the form of his nightmares and a new professor, Dolores Jane Umbridge, played wonderfully by Imelda Staunton. We have most of the original cast returning. Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, Michael Gambon, Alan Rickman, Tom Felton, and also returning are the brilliant Gary Oldman and Jason Isaacs. Helena Bonham Carter joins the series as Bellatrix Lestrange. The cast were all excellent as expected. 
Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is the longest book of the whole series, but the screenwriter did an excellent job adapting it into a two-hour movie. Great story and great movie, period. So that I was a the, good preview yeah. of the movie. It is. I like it. Yeah. I also like how they described Umbridge and like compared what Harry has gone through. They're like, last year it was this and this year it's this. I thought that was right. nice. A lot of love for the yeah. actors. Absolutely. Something that we haven't seen a lot of at this point. Right? Yeah. Tara, again, I just really want you to read this in a Cockney accent. I will read this one in a Cockney accent. I I didn't hate you. Like, in the most, like, Bert from Mary Poppins way that you possibly can. Right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth, but we're going to try something. Well, neither did Dick Van Dyke, so... Let's be honest. That's fair. Harry Potter has eyes for Ginny Weasley, his best friend's sister, and Ron has eyes for Hermione, and then Lavender, then Romilda, then Hermione again. And Hermione also has eyes for Ronald, and Harry and Ginny kiss awkwardly. Teen angst, am I right? Silly business. (laughs) Silly business. I love that that's a five-star review. (laughs) I know. I was like, what? Poet stoned and wrote this, okay? There's no other explanation. Adam, did you write this? I did not. But now I think maybe I need to get stoned and write reviews of all. Maybe. Yeah. Please read an in-depth book we're coming up to and then get stoned and write a review so we can... <laughs> oh my God. Okay, tell me which one. Oh, no. I'll do it. Oh, no. He'll be like, find out which one is Adam. <laughs> Jesus. All right, are we ready to wrap it up with the last one? Yep. Adam, yep. one of you, someone read it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm trying to think of something for DH to stand for. All I can yeah. think of is Dick. Dick holding two, five stars. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have not- gone straight for designated hitter, but all right. Oh, what is that? <laughs> okay, you sports nerd. <laughs> What's that? Oh, my Jesus. Get out of here with your fucking what sports. Is it? Oh, it's a sports thing? It's a sports <laughs> thing. Me and established, I am He's gay. Tall. I don't know what that is. He's tall. Come on. <laughs> Dick Holder, too. I'm a girl and I know what it is, Adam. Come on. Dick Holder, too. I mean, you're right. You're right. That is funny. Dick Holder, too. Dick Holder, too. The fluffing. Dick Holder, too. Five star. Oh my gosh. I knew coming into this that the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two was going to be incredible. I had heard from others that had seen it that it was very true to the book. They were right. I was amazed to see the second half of the book come to life on the big screen. The special effects were incredible. I do remember crying a few times during a few scenes, which is a good thing. The acting was great. Of course, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson were terrific as always. Love them in the epilogue. But the one person's performance who I just adored, even though he wasn't in the movie much, was Alan Rickman as Severus Snape. Talk about a riveting performance. He deserves an award for the scenes he was in. The scene between him and Harry was just so emotional and perfect. You really learned to love Snape this film. I know everybody probably knows what happens in, but just in case, I'm not going to say. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know that I'd say I learned to love Snape. I was just right. going to ask Tara how she feels about that. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, I love Alan Rickman. Yes. I adore Alan Rickman with every fiber of my great. Oh, in all of the movies. Snape is not a good person. No. He's an extremely morally gray character. Mm-hmm. He's very complex. He's a great character. He is not a good human. Absolutely. And that stance of mine will never change. It will not change for me either. This whole I stand Snape movement in the Harry Potter fandom. Fuck off, all y'all. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's honestly. weird. Fandoms are stupid. They mm-hmm. are. And they all hate James Potter and Sirius because they were bullies. Fuck off. Yeah. Snape is bullying <laughs> children as a fucking teacher. I think right. Right? he's a That seems bully. a little bit worse. I think all the Snape sympathizers are also just like emo children's. Yeah, the yeah. always thing. Well, yeah, he was fucking obsessed. He wasn't in love. Mm. Ding dong. Jen, we'll definitely get you back on to say your piece about Oh, I've so much to say about We're going to do some deep Snape analysis at some point. Oh, so I'm there. So those are all the reviews that I pulled. There are literally bajillion reviews oh, yeah, of sure. all yeah. of these fucking movies. Hey, we'll look at these again in the future and just find yeah. out of them. Who knows? These but, are um, some always great fun. These yeah. are some good ones. Yeah, they are really good. Wizard of Ox. Wizard of Ox. <laughs> the, the fucking one about Stalin. <laughs> that I was yeah. like, I that did was not either read somebody completely fucking off their rocker or an epic level of trolling, which yeah. is more yeah. likely, or both. Yeah. 
Or Because I didn't read all of it. Because I was like, oh, this looks like it's not for the right thing, but I'm going to put it in there because it sounds funny. And then it ended up being not even that. It was yeah. definitely some sort of trolling. <laughs> yeah. As always, thank you to you both for joining us. You're welcome. Always fun. Next time, we will be reading the first chapter of 2023, because this is the first episode of 2023 as well. Oh. Oh, is it? Happy 2023, everyone. Hopefully this year doesn't suck as much as 2022 did. (laughs) Uh, So next time, we're going to be reading chapter 13. The Secret Riddle. So that'll be the next chapter next week. As always, thank you to Jan and AJ for joining us. You're welcome. Um, If you would like to hear more of these lovely ladies, you can listen to Podcast in Death. Also more of me, which I know everyone knows. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the series, of course, check it out. Some really badass women characters. Nora Roberts is, of course, a incredible author who's written like how many hundred, like 300 books now? A lot. (laughs) Yeah. Check us out. Yay. Okay. Yay. See ya. everyone. (laughs) See you guys. Bye. All right. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!